Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we take a break from our study of Ephesians. Currently, there are about 250 nations in the world. There are something like 7,000 languages spoken in the world today. There are no different colors of people. The only thing that determines color of skin is how much of a pigment called melanin a person has. We are all shades of the same color. The amount of melanin your body makes depends on your genes. This week, we will study the book of Genesis to examine the early history of the human race. Where did the races of people come from? How was the earth repopulated after the flood? Where did the variety of languages come from? It was all set in motion between the flood and the time of Abraham. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he takes us through biblical history in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Meet Your Ancestors. As you know, um, we've been working through the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, and we've been doing one beatitude a week, except for last week and the week before when uh, somebody else preached and I took some time off, and except for today and next Sunday and, well, probably the one after that. We're going to get back to the Sermon on the Mount if Jesus doesn't come uh, pretty soon here, but our next beatitude would be... Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, raise your hand if you oppose peace. Of course, we all want peace. We all want to be peacemakers. We all want to um, apply that that, that principle, all those principles that would make us instruments of peace in our world. And um, that's a pretty practical thing to do. It's a wonderful thing to do and a very difficult thing to do. Now, even if you took me up on the challenge to do that 30-day fast from disturbing news and uh, social media. Uh, I'm, I know I'm 45 days into the 30, and I'm loving it. Uh, I hope you're doing the same. Uh, or if you're doing the same, I hope you're loving it. Uh, I, I'm guessing that even if you're doing that, you, you still know there's a lot going on in our country about racism these days. And I'm also guessing that you're savvy enough to realize that there is no chance that one sermon from one preacher in Boise, Idaho, is going to fix the problem. Well, let me, let me just give you a, a, a summary statement, okay? Racism is satanic. Any discussion? That, that's the end. That's all you need to know. Treating one person differently than you treat another person on the basis of the amount of coloration of their skin is sinful period, always. And if you want to debate that, your only stance that you can take to oppose that would be to oppose God. And I'll show you that this morning. Our pulpit guest two weeks ago, Scott Basolo, mentioned that he had encountered elders in a church who believe that people of different skin tones are different kinds of people in the sense 
As God said in Genesis 1, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind. Um, That was in a church in 21st century America, and that's abominable. There are members of our congregation who have experienced racism against them personally. I know many stories. I won't bother you with them, but you know the problem is real. Sometimes police are guilty of racism. Individual police are. Sometimes that's true with employers. Same with some schools. The same with some parents when their kids begin to make friends or when their kids uh, start, to, start to date. Now, I, I can't fix the problem, but I can help you to be better at not contributing to the problem. Uh, and I want to help you be better prepared to discuss things from a truly biblical perspective so that wherever you have influence, you can bring to bear upon people the understanding that the cure to racism is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we want to get as well-equipped and as proficient as we can at communicating that. So today, I want you to take a step way back. Like, let's try a little over 4,000 years back. This morning, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 10. This chapter is not the source of anyone's favorite memory verse. Uh, There are 32 verses in this chapter, and there's not one single command in this chapter. If there was a command, it would be from an era way before us. It wouldn't be directly applicable to us. At best, it would be by principle. But nevertheless, the role of this chapter in the Bible is profound for the very issues that we are facing in our society. There are several important questions that are answered here, um, along with its companion chapter, chapter 11. I'm not going to get into chapter 11 today, but this is where you would find the answer to the question, where did the so-called races of people come from? Uh, How was the earth repopulated after all but eight people died in the flood? Uh, Where did the variety of languages come? That was chapter 11. It was all set in motion in the time between the flood and the time of Abraham. Now, this chapter before us is arranged in a classic Hebraic style. It begins with an overview of what is going to be said. Then it says what it says. Then it concludes with a summary of what was just said. It's a very simple outlined, uh, simple to outline chapter. Now, obviously, Moses did not write this as a chapter. He didn't get up one morning, uh, have his uh, manna cereal, and then uh, decide to write a new chapter. Uh, Moses wrote the whole book, and it was given to him by inspiration uh, from God. But as chapters go, knowing the chapter and verse divisions were added much later, this one is one of the most clearly defined blocks of thought. It's a very clear unit of thought, and it helps us understand the advancement of the history of God's plan of redemption and the history of the world in general after the flood. So here's the outline of the chapter. Verse 1 is an overview. Then we're going to talk about the table of nations, or as I call it, meet your ancestors. There is the Japheth branch, the Ham branch, the the Shem branch, all branches of your family tree or a family tree, 
And then there is the summary. Now, following the flood and the life of Noah, which wraps up at the end of chapter 9, we have the record of the genealogy of Noah's sons and their wives. While chapter 10 is one of those less than titillating chapters full of, uh, well, back in the days that we all read the King James, we'd say this is one of those chapters of the begats, so-and-so, begat so-and-so. Tell most people today that you were dealing with the begats and they think you'd called an exterminator. So um, that's what it means, so-and-so was born to such-and-such. It's very important, though, and in the picture of Scripture, in the big picture, this and chapter 11 is what makes the connection all the way from Noah up to Abraham. So let's dive in at the overview, chapter 10, verse 1. Now these are the records of the generations of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and sons were born to them after the flood. It was from the dispersion of these families and their descendants in the next generations that all of what we think of that people call the various races of people, it all came from here. This is where it all started. Now, let me give you some uh, important observations. Understand that the three sons of Noah are listed in the order Shem, Ham, and Japheth, which is their birth order. But when the actual genealogies are listed here in chapter 10, and then Shem's repeated in chapter 11, they're switched to a different order, Japheth, Ham, and Shem. That, again, is a matter of Hebrew style. Shem is moved to last because his is the line that becomes the focal point that is traced through the rest of the plan of redemption. His is the line that leads to Messiah. His is the line that becomes the root of the Jews. And ultimately, of course, his is the line that leads us to Christ himself. You will notice also, as we read through this, that only sons are mentioned in the genealogy. That's not sexist. That, again, is because of the culture in which this is set. The family name and the birthright pass through the firstborn son in almost every uh, circumstance. And all this, understand, is the outworking of the sovereignty of God. The Apostle Paul, much later, described this in the broadest terms in the midst of his evangelistic message on Mars Hill in Athens. If we jump forward all the way to Acts chapter 17, here's an excerpt from Paul's sermon. He says, the God who made the world and all things in it. So he jumps all the way back to Genesis chapter 1. Since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things, and He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Now, Paul's words reach all the way back before Genesis 10 to Genesis 1. In other words, he's saying God was not only aware of all this, He's the one who gives life to every single individual. He superintended this outcome. You were born when you were born and where you were born and to the parents you were born to, not by chance, but by the will of God. The nations are arranged exactly as God wants the nations arranged 
right now. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.